Welcome to the 414th episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney, and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Welcome, and thank you for listening. Um, Happy Hanukkah, getting ready for Christmas, three or four days left. Um, Time for power shopping. Keep getting these ads, you know, last day to order, last day to order. I have always been one that procrastinates, and I'm proud of it, about Christmas shopping. And in the past, we always have done a girls' day gone shopping. And, and, um, you know, for various reasons, the girls are somewhat separated. Um, And so I had to do my own pilgrimage to the mall this year. Um, We have a big mall about 40 minutes away um, that has all the stores. And so I decided to go there. And there's a few things that I like to go to Williams and Sonoma and look at the kitchen things and uh, different gadgets and crate and barrel and look at Christmas decorations and then do my power shopping. One thing that surprised me was, you know, walking in the mall, obviously, um, having not been in the mall for quite some time, is the unhealthiness of everybody around. Uh, lots of people drinking and the big, you know, sugary drinks while they're, they're shopping, and there was the line at the Auntie Anne's, you know, pretzel place and line at the food courts, and it was just kind of surprising that um, it seems like people didn't really get the menu that, or, or the memo that, you know, our country is in dire straits because of its overall health and, and wellness. Um, but anyhow, I, I did my power shopping, and uh, then I went to our a, um, mainly farmer's market, produce market. They do have some other things, but it's called Detweiler's, and so I got to be with all the produce. And I got to tell you, I felt better when I was at the big produce store than I was at the big mall with all the crazy people running up and down, you know, trying to find the last-minute gifts for everyone. But nevertheless, we're coming to the end of a year, and I I hate people that do recaps, so I certainly don't worry about it. I'm not going to do a recap of last year's podcast. That means I have to dig them out, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but it is the end of a year and time to ponder and, you know, what does the holiday season mean to you? And, you know, again, a year's coming to an end, but the hope of a new beginning and you may or may not have accomplished goals that you set for your health journey this year. Um, but most likely you're still on a path of the health journey. Um, you got to start somewhere and it's always, you're always evolving. And the idea is to keep moving forward, you know, just like in a marathon, as long as you're moving forward, you're covering ground and uh, everything is good. It's when you stop um, or give up is when you, you start to lose the battle. So as long as you're moving forward, everybody moves forward at a, at a little bit of a different pace. So keep at it. My holiday cooking evolution since becoming plant-based has continued. Um, My grandmother was a famous baker uh, for the family. She was the one that made all the cookies. She would start after Thanksgiving and start making all these different fudges, two-tone fudge, regular fudge, divinity, all these different kinds of cookies. And she put them up in tins. And up in Pennsylvania where she lived, it would be cool. The upstairs wasn't heated in the house that she lived in. So she would put them in the back room and they would stay cool and fresh uh, for Christmas. And then she would put the cookies out, uh, you know, in the 
after, you know, in the Christmas season, and of course, the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, there will be all kinds of Christmas cookies and, and candies around. And um, I always wanted to continue that tradition. Uh, Christmas time around my family was one of the happiest times of my life. Our holiday traditions would be going from house to house and uh, end up in a in a friend's house and singing Christmas carols. And we ate the same things, you know. My grandmother made the same cookies. We ate the same things on Christmas Eve at different people's houses. Christmas Day was this big dinner with all the family and, you know, was all the things that we don't eat now. Chicken, you know, um, not chicken, but turkey and ham and potatoes and all kinds of different potatoes and all kinds of different desserts and all kinds of lima beans were on the table. Cranberry salads were on the so just this giant table with rolls and pies and cakes and, you know, there were a tremendous amount of calories consumed. So um, over the years, as people passed and the crowds shrank and we moved and, you know, people separated, the parties became somewhat smaller. But I try to carry on the baking tradition of my grandmother. And when we went plant-based, you know, that kind of threw a wrench in things because if you've ever looked at traditional baking, it's like, you know, sticks of butter or Crisco and, you know, egg whites and cups and cups of sugar and nuts and, you know, just extremely high fat, high sugar. And so I try to cut back and go initially to vegan butter and cut the sugar back. And, you know, then there's certain things you just couldn't make. You know, things with egg whites, there were no substitutes, you know, this certain these candies. So you certain things you didn't make, certain things you cut back. And some things just didn't work. And cookies weren't really just like the old-time cookies when they didn't have all that fat in them because the fat is actually what makes the cookies crunchy. And, you know, we kept dialing it back, dialing it back. And, you know, so now we make a few different varieties of, of cookies that are pretty healthy. You know, we do substitutes of maple syrup, cut back on that, uh, try to use fresh ingredients, um, you know, and just make less of them. And the funny story goes that, you know, back in the day, I, I like sweets so much that I used to get terrible indigestion around Christmas, and I used to blame it on coffee, but the reality of it was it was all the cookies I was eating with all that oil in them that was causing me the indigestion, and when I gave up the cookies, I didn't get indigestion at Christmas any, you know, anymore, so that was a good thing. So if you are finding yourself having indigestion at Christmas, you might look into the oil that you're potentially consuming in some of the baked goods. I think if you haven't baked, you don't know exactly how bad things are. And you have to do, you have to remember if you're going out, you're probably getting eggs and sugar and butter and things like that uh, in most of the baked goods. So beware. But nevertheless, before I made this podcast, before I started this podcast tonight, I actually made a fudge that we, that uh, someone made and brought to the potluck at our office. And if somebody asked me, where do I get my protein? I could say I get it from fudge because there were actually chickpeas in, in the fudge recipe. So there was chickpeas and cacao powder. Um, so far, so good, right? And uh, vanilla, so far, so good. Uh, maple syrup, I cut back on that in the recipe. But, you know, again, it's a form of, of sugar. Maybe there's some magnesium. And then, of course, it was vegan chocolate chips melted to put into that. But you know, compared to the fudge of yesteryear, um, probably better, but still a calorie-dense dessert. So it'll, you know, have to be consumed in portions, so to speak. 
And I think, um, you know, if you look at most plant-based cookies, no matter if they come from Minimalist Baker or Forks Over Knives, you got to watch. They're pretty calorie dense, you know, 150 to 200 calories per cookie. So, you know, this Christmas season, you got to keep that in the back of your mind um, and portion control those, those sweets. And, you know, in our house, it's okay. It's Christmas. We're going to have some of these cookies and they're going to be around. But after Christmas is over, it goes away. And you know, that's the end, and we don't keep that tradition going. So there's a cutoff, there's a fence around it, so to speak. A lot of the recipes that you'll see, um, people try to use almond flour versus wheat flour. And almond flour is made from almonds, and they're 85% fat. So that's going to make those cookies much more calorie-dense than even the regular flour. So, so you have to be aware of things that are substituted that aren't always in your best interest. Um, so I would tell you to avoid almond flour. You can always cut back on the sweetener in a recipe. Exchange maple for sh- or sugar for put, use maple syrup instead of sugar. Uh, sometimes you can cut the maple back and have a little molasses, depending on what the that is. Maybe a little bit more mineral content. Um, certainly cut back on the nuts that recipes call for. You can get away with it. I'll digress and say some recipes that are nut-based cheese sauces, you can get away with a lot less nuts. Um, You can just use, um, you know, a few cashews and, you know, dilute that with with milk and nutritional yeast for some of these recipes, and you'll still have the flavor but lower the fat content a lot. So play with some of the recipes and lower the content of the fat in some of them. I'm not advocating any of these recipes as a healthy, you know, plant-based every day in, day out. But for the holidays, um, I think that substitutions are better than indulgence and just falling off the, um, the, the plant-based path altogether. Certainly anything you make, you have control over versus process. I saw some people making recipes you know, they weren't vegan, but it was it was funny because they thought they invented all these great recipes as people took this happy cow cheese and put some pretzel pieces and nuts around the outside and stuck a pretzel stick up and, you know, up, up in it and kind of made it a, a, a tree popsicle of sorts, you know. And it's like, well, it was kind of cute, but it's certainly not, in, you know, it's all processed food. So, you know, again, a lot of the recipes aren't healthy and very few of them are not calorie dense. We have always made spinach dip with a pumpernickel. Now I make a sourdough round um, and I'll, you know, put some more rye flour in it, give it a more on the rye loaf. Um, Spinach dip can be made with um, almond milk based yogurt. Um, or even silken tofu uh, and carrots and season it yourself with some water chestnuts and, and uh, garlic and, um, you know, perhaps a little spice to it. Use your imagination, um, you know, when it comes to making some, some desserts and make them festive, make salads festive. Um, greens with pomegranates, craisins, pears, you know, it can be beautiful salads, um, you know, using some of the flavored vinegars, California balsamic has a lemon balsamic that I love to use. Uh, we do a bok choy salad with pomegranate seeds and um, mandarin oranges and bok choy and a lemon dressing. So, I mean, there's lots of things you can do that are healthy that also look very festive on the table. 
If you're going out to a party that night, uh, maybe limited, get, make sure you get those greens in before you go. I have the giant salad. Make sure you get all the raw greens in that you can and vegetables and uh, fruit that you can get in before you go. And so you're a little bit less limited and at least you've got some of your nutrients in for the day. And take the recipes and, you know, some of the old traditional recipes and try to make them a little bit more healthy. We've taken our stuffed shell recipe. It's in our cookbook and we've made it uh, instead of a ricotta, it's now a tofu, nutritional yeast, spinach, garlic type filling. Um, people can't tell the difference. Um, we make sauce without meat. Uh, we use mushrooms and peppers, garlic, fresh herbs and, you know, um, oregano and basil. So uh, everything turns out good. It's just not necessarily as the calorie-dense, high-fat things that, that things used to be. People often have meatballs on trays at parties. You can make those plant-based easy enough by taking your favorite um, vegan burger recipe and make it into balls instead of patties. Um, same thing with little mini crab cakes using artichoke and hearts and palm and hearts of palm and or jackfruit. So there's a variety of different ways you can make a lot of different recipes. Stuffed um, stuffed um, little potatoes with hummus. Making your own hummus decreases some of the oil in it. So use your imagination and stay true to your plant-based values. Work your way from the recipes. Maybe there were, maybe you can make them a little better than you did last year. Maybe you can make a few things different than you did last year. And above all else, keep your workouts going. So don't lose your fitness regimen just because it's the holiday season. Um, make it a priority to get up and get that done before you get into the other, other things. I was sent a topic for a podcast uh, several months ago by one of our members, um, and it was an article regarding cheese. And, you know, it was uh, kind of dealt, is cheese really bad for you? And um, the article comes up with, you know, a lot of justifications for why cheese uh, might have some health benefits. Of course, everybody thinks that cheese has a lot of calcium and it's going to be good for your bones and it's also high in protein. Um, contains vitamin A, B12, zinc, phosphorus, B vitamins. Um, yeah, it certainly does. So does a lot of other things. You know, oats contains calcium, doesn't have the fat. Uh, vitamin A is in, you know, uh, colorful vegetables. We have to have some B12 source as a plant-based person, but uh, that's easy enough to get in a few days a week. Zinc is dripped in through a lot of different foods, as, as is phosphorus. Riboflavin, B vitamins are in uh, the grain. So, you know, nothing there that makes cheese special when it comes to nutrients. Um, U.S. Dairy Association uh, talks about the benefits of grass-fed dairy products and grass-fed cheese made from milk of 100% grass-fed animals. I don't know about you, but I don't see very much in the way of grass-fed cheese in the grocery store. And... Most meats even are usually grass-fed and then corn and soy or grain finished. The problem is, is when um, animals are eating um, grass, they tend to be more lean, like a deer or an antelope, and it's hard to get any money out of an animal that's not fat, uh, fat cells, when it comes to cattle. So... Um, it's hard enough to get meat that is truly grass-fed, let alone dairy, because dairy cows um, are some of the most 
unhealthy cattle um, that there are. They're usually kept out of the sun. Um, they actually get their vitamin D from a synthetic vitamin D injection. Uh, they're underfed. Um, they're, you know, constantly impregnated and the calves are taken away from them. So they're often anemic and the meat for, from dairy cows is usually so bad that at best they'll go to some cheap fast food joint. Um, they're not, you know, used for any other meat production. So the milk, you know, to try to find grass fed milk um, that to make the cheese, you know, that's, that's really a long shot. Um, certainly grass-fed animals, if you happen to have a cow that's grass-fed, may have a better ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential just like omega-6s, but omega-3s go to anti-inflammatory, anti-clotting, where omega-6s go to clotting factors and inflammation. So typically we get many, much more in the way of omega-6s in uh, uh, our diet. We have to kind of look for omega-3s. Another reason to bake with flax, hemp, chia seeds, because you can get a little extra um, omega-3s by doing that. The other uh, thing that this uh, study tried to say that, you know, there might be some benefit for your teeth um, with an increased dairy intake. Um, I think adequate calories uh, and a good microbiome would, would beat that source. Um, most of the, oh, they even talked about um, the cardiovascular benefit because some cheeses are fermented and that, you know, fermentation might be healthy. That's kind of on the same note as if we ferment grapes and we say that alcohol is, wine is healthy because it's a fermented product. Yes, it is a fermented product, but it's a bit of a health stretch to say that that's going to be our, our, our main source of probiotics. Um, and then they did mention, you know, one of the problems with um, uh, cheese is listeria contamination. So uh, soft cheeses, blue vein cheeses can be contaminated with a bacteria called listeria, um, which comes from being uh, made with unpasteurized or raw milk, um, brie, um, queso, um, blue vein cheese, feta cheese are fall into this category. So, you know, in some instance, children, pregnant people, immune deficient people should stay away from some of those, some of those things. Uh, cheese can be very high in salt, um, which is associated with, you know, hypertension. Feta cheese is the highest sodium containing cheese. Of course, if cheese doesn't have any fiber. They say it's low in fiber, but it has no fiber. Um, you know, lactose intolerance, um, Funny story, uh, back in the day before I was plant-based, I used to go to lunch, neighbor pizza place, and, you know, get a slice of cheese pizza with jalapenos and a salad that had Italian dressing on it, thinking I had a pretty healthy lunch. Uh, every afternoon, I got uh, abdominal discomfort, and I blamed the pizza place for having cheap cheese, but it was just my lactose intolerance that was causing the problem. Once I went plant-based and gave up cheese, that went away. Um... You know, there's different types of cheeses, um, whole milk cheese, low-fat cheese, aged cheese, fresh cheese. Uh, fresh cheese, ricotta, cottage cheese, um, you know, people used to make stuffed shells and, and lasagna and things. Um, you make uh, tofu the same way as you make cottage cheese and ricotta, so the substitution, you know, people get all wigged out about 
tofu, but it's made exactly the same as cottage cheese in, in, in ricotta, so not that big a deal. Um, Non-dairy cheeses, obviously, uh, you know, um, can be made from a variety of different um, materials. Um, some of the non the, the newer non-dairy cheeses are probably a little better and a little less ingredients than the earlier varieties that were just uh, coagulated oils uh, for the most part. So, you know, the alternative would be a, a nut-based cheese. When you're, when you're doing a cheese sauce, there's a variety of things. You know, we do a potato cheese, potato carrot sauce, a potato nutritional yeast cheese sauce. Those can be really easy. Thickening, you know, doing thickenings with tapioca powder and soy milk can make a nice thickening for different things without avoiding, you know, a, a heavy milk or cream-based sauce. Um, you know, so there are a variety of ways to make uh, cheese, even without nuts, or a cheese sauce. Uh, peppers, uh, roasted peppers and oats are one, one way to get around that. But even if you make a cheese sauce with nuts, you can usually cut back a little bit um, and uh, try to make it, uh, you know, a little less uh, fat or calorie dense. But again, uh, if you want to make a cheese ball with uh, a nut cheese ball, it's going to be 85 to 90% fat. Um, you know, there's no justifying that it's, that it's healthy. Uh, it's not going to have cholesterol or as much saturated fat, but it's still going to be ha fat and, and calorie dense. So it comes down to portion control. So there are no foods that we make like our traditional foods that we don't have to think about the caloric con uh, density of some of them. So it's just a fact. Um, and so it's okay comes down to what do you want? Um, you know, do you want to be healthy? Do you want to keep your weight off? Uh, are you training for something? You know, those are things that you, those are your whys and you have to keep them in, in front of you. Um, it's, it's really hard at first, uh, when people are making the transition. Um, but you know, we have a lot of people in the practice that say, you know, I'm going to make some things for my family that aren't plant-based, but I'm staying plant-based because they know why and where they've come from. Um, you know, those people have it dialed in and they don't have to worry. It's, you know, the kind of fence riding, let's don't really look at all the ingredients, um, is where people get into trouble. You also have to remember, besides causing uh, reflux, uh, a lot of oil can also uh, really irritate joint pain and inflammation in people that have arthritis, even osteoarthritis. So. Um, you know, a, a very low fiber, um, high oil diet can, um, again, shift you back into having a bunch of joint pain, which when then you don't want to exercise and becomes a, a vicious cycle. So if your joints in your body are aching a little bit more than they should be, start to look, look to those things to try to back out to make yourself feel better. Most lifestyle diseases happen to people without them ever seeing it come on. You know, one day they felt good and the next day they have a disease or they have a little bit of weight gain over multiple years, um, a little high blood pressure, a little glucose intolerance, and then diabetes. And it kind of sneaks up on people. And the next thing you know, um, you know, they're on a, a bunch of a bunch of medications and, you know, perhaps trying to turn back the clock a little bit. The opposite is true for people that are successful at reversing disease. They pay an extreme amount of attention to detail in their 
looking at what they're eating. They're not putting their head in the sand. They're very focused on the outcome of what they want to reverse and how they want to do it, uh, the plan. So it's, you know, it's not like, again, I'll go back to the races and running a marathon. You can't just show up and, and run a marathon on grit. There has to be some tra training that goes into the process. And the more you train, the more focused you are on all the details of the race and taking your, you know, what clothes you're going to wear and what your nutrition is and how you're going to pace, the better the outcome will be. Very few things in life do you just kind of fall into success without ever having to worry there's a lot of marketing out there that would say, if you just take this, take that, you know, have this done, have that done, it'll be okay. But we all know that that's really not the reality. There was a study that just came out that looked at people that were morbidly obese that had bariatric surgery and were given a fecal transplant and whether that helped them to lose weight. And the conclusion was that it wasn't. But what they didn't do was control for what people ate. Uh, there have been a lot of mice studies in the past where they did a fecal transplant of lean, um, lean uh, bacteria from mice, mice that were lean, the bacteria were transplanted into obese mice. And as long as the obese mites were fed a good diet, then they would lean up. But when they weren't fed a good diet, their bacteria would revert back to, you know, the old bacteria. And it makes perfect sense. What you feed your gut microbiome is what you're going to get. So if you want uh, bacteria that don't process that you know don't con don't um, uh, absorb help to absorb extra calories and uh, are anti-inflammatory. You've got to feed those kind of bacteria. On the other hand, if you want uh, to dwell with bacteria that are breaking down, you know, byproducts of dead and decaying animals and are very inflammatory, because obviously if you're processing those kind of foods, you have to be able to have a lot of inflammation to be able to break down those foods and not, not get sick. So you select for a different kind of microbiome. You can change your microbiome, but you have to be focused on what you do. And so if you're sending mixed signals, just like you're sending mixed signals to anybody else, it's hard, hard for the bacteria to figure out who's going to do what and, and when. So, um, focus on the details is, is basically, um, where I'm coming from. So it's the holiday season. Uh, I wish everybody health uh, and a happy new year and continue on their health journey. We'd like to be a part of your health journey. If you're just starting into plant-based nutrition or you want to get a gift for somebody uh, in the last couple of weeks, your last minute shopper like I am, um, we, if you can go over to drdelaney.com, we're doing a program, 31 Days to Build Your Health in January. We're going to compound a new activity, a new nutrition tip um, every day for the 31 days of January. Uh, so it'll compound day one, day one plus two, day one, two, three, all the way to 31. So by day 31, people will have 31 things that they're doing that day that improves their health that they can carry on into February, March. Uh, and by the time they get to the 31st day, these things will be a habit. And if we do it together and if you, and we're going to send out emails every day for what to do, but not only what to do, but why you would want to do it. And the research behind it, uh, gives people some science behind why they might want to try new things. If you're adding a new habit in and you piggyback it on to something you're already doing, it makes it more likely to stick. So um, we're going to start easy and build. 
So anybody can do any of these daily challenges. Anybody can do all 31 of the daily challenges, but the idea is to be able to do them um, in a compounded fashion. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Eddie Delaney Minor, our registered dietitian, and I will be um, sending out the emails. You'll have access to our members-only website with the recipes and things that are on that for the month. Um, you'll be able to email us with questions during the month and uh, we're hoping that we get a lot of good inter- interaction. We've had uh, a lot of people sign up so far, so we have some uh, spaces. We're not going to limit it, so as many people want to sign up, as long as you're in by December 31st, um, come on come on in and join us. You can, again, go over the website to do it. If you have any questions, you can email me at jamie at drdelaney.com. It's J-A-M-I at drdelaney.com. I uh, hope you'll join us. I uh, hope you'll keep your exercise going through the holidays. Keep safe. Um, keep a good attitude. Sometimes the holidays can be rough uh, mentally um, with people getting together and, you know, questions about a plant-based diet. Stay positive. Um, you know, my philosophy is less is more. If somebody wants to know about your nutrition, great. Uh, don't try to impose your nutrition on somebody else. Um, you know, be positive and smile, be a good representation of how plant-based nutrition is making you healthy and happy. Um, no, it's no time to be an angry vegan, so to speak. So with that, thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate all the support over 2022. Um, look forward to podcasting every week in 2023. Um, thank you.